0: I'm curious to see how many people we, uh, I want to see two people, Tim Worth- Worthington and Tribal Head checking in. What's up guys? What's up guys? If you have any questions, feel free to drop them in the comment section. This is actually the first time I'm streaming on uh, on YouTube, so we'll see what happens. Hey Rosalie Visser, we're drinking water. <laughs> That's how uh, rockstar we are. Rock and roll, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Anyway, thanks for uh, joining me here in so, the Q&A
1: session. Thanks for having me again. It's yeah, really cool.
0: It's fun to see
1: you here. Last time we did the video chat thingy. Yeah. yeah. And now in real life. Yeah. And cool. we
0: actually never met in real life before. This was the first time. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's weird. That's so weird because it feels like you already met each other or you already yeah, know each other.
1: Yeah, we always were in the same uh, kind of circles. So <coughs> yeah.
0: That's weird. I, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. No, I just thought about it. It's fun. <laughs> uh, no, we won't. Yeah, we wouldn't drink alcohol now. Tribal head. Maybe later. <laughs> maybe later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the thing that I want to do today is um, go through q and I have some questions that I gathered on my Instagram yesterday and on the community Facebook page. Uh, so we'll go, we'll go through that, and um, if people in the chat room have other questions, feel free to ask. Bart is here to uh, talk about the stuff that you would like to know more about, and otherwise I'll have some questions for you. Nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, let's just get started with the first ones that I got on my Instagram page. Are you a big fan of Instagram?
1: Me? Yeah. Uh yeah of course I mean there's a uh, Instagram can also be a, a really good thing for inspiration.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, actually, I actually made a track out of one of the.
0: Oh yeah, the super zoom. The track. super
1: zoom, uh, one of the um, yeah filters yeah. thingies.
0: How did you came up with that idea?
1: Um, yeah, just, it, it just came to me um, one day when I was just uh, on Instagram, just checking everyone's stories. And yeah. then I saw, I heard the sound. I was like, this sounds kind of trappy or something. <laughs> and it could be cool to um, implement that into a house song. Yeah. Just see where it goes. And uh, yeah, just uh, took it from Instagram, uh, sampled mm-hmm. it, and then started working uh, with a bass line around it. And, uh, okay.
0: How did you sample it?
1: Uh, I just recorded it from my phone. Oh really? But I um, later on I actually replayed the sample mm-hmm. because I didn't want to get in trouble with Instagram with any copyright issues. Oh, so stuff. you
0: made it yourself?
1: Uh, yeah. It okay. was uh, Recreated. But oh, it wow. still sounds. Uh, the it same. sounds
0: the exact same. I didn't notice it was.
1: Well, I actually I have to be honest. I got a little help from a friend who okay. is like an amazing, okay. uh, sound designer. And cool. he really helped me get like the exact, almost the exact same sound. So that was okay. really yeah. Really well,
0: cool. you nailed it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, with a lot of with uh, his help, he uh, yeah. he did a great job. Yeah. I actually
0: don't know if Instagram has copyrighted those sounds, but
1: I don't know either. But I wanted to be safe. Yeah, and better safe than and sorry. And not get right?
0: sued, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Royal drink. Yes, you're on time. Guys, too, everyone is watching, if you have questions, feel free to drop them in the comment section. Uh, where do you get your inspiration from? And I know this is something you talked about at Dance Fair as well. So,
1: where did you yeah. come from? Well, I got an hour presentation that yeah. I can give. <laughs>
0: I'll be back in an hour, guys.
1: <laughs> no, um, yeah, from I I draw inspiration from so many things and so many angles. Um I always look at a lot of music, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but also old music, new music, maybe music from different genres, mm-hmm. um, but also like from Instagram, for example, and just sounds that I hear around me. Oh, really? So um, you just
0: go to your Instagram timeline, watch videos? Yeah, I from mean, whatever.
1: Um, yeah, you see obviously a lot of uh, other DJs <laughs> and producers post their songs on Instagram as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can give you inspiration, but okay. also just any sound that you could hear around you. yeah. Um, I always have fun also sampling stuff. so maybe like I, I sampled like my, all my kitchen appliances and stuff really? and, um, so,
0: so you use your mic a lot. I do. I, uh, I, I actually like never use it. It's right there, and I I bought this one because that one's too far. <laughs> <laughs> it is really far. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah, it's just crazy. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that
1: I've that's a cool thing to do because you you get your own organic sounds. Mm-hmm. And I also, man, I've used so many animal sounds in my <laughs> <laughs> in my tracks. I think I I've sound I've sampled or used sounds of. Uh, my cat uh, for example and what's the
0: name of your cat
1: i have two cats and um, they're called peace and kathy peace uh, and kathy i didn't name them myself that, that oh, really? that's the name that they already had when i adopted them from the mm-hmm. shelter but uh yeah i just like was recording them with my phone you know mm-hmm. and
0: then using those samples in my in my tracks so there's like hidden samples that we might not hear at first yeah on the actual track
1: yeah, it's just very subtle, subtle, Fun. but maybe uh, uh, different than other than yeah. other sounds because it doesn't come from a, a sample pack or yeah. stuff that other people have. But I also use those sounds. I mean, sample packs can be great for inspiration as well.
0: Sometimes they do. Like, yeah, we had the conversation earlier with the splice thing and people yeah. using the samples from the same sample packs, um, which might be a problem because a lot sounds the same this yeah. might be a great way to uh to cancel that out
1: yeah but also with with sample packs you can be more creative mm. you don't have to use the sample as it is or mm-hmm. the sound as it is you can True. you know mess around with it just yeah. reverse it uh, <laughs> put, process it or process you it do. yeah like you use distortion or anything or just like mess around with it mm. until you get something completely different
0: cool smart one yeah. Um, I see Jack Dahl checking in, Jack Dahl, Dahl, Dahl I Think uh, How to develop your own sound, but still stay within the real, I never know how to pronounce that word, realms, realms? The realms? Realms, yeah that's the one. Uh, within the realms of a certain genre, like hexagon, future house style.
1: Um. I think for that it's important to uh, know a lot about yourself and Mm -hmm. the things that you like and um, you know maybe you're interested in that future house sound in that Don Diablo sound Mm -hmm. but there must be other sounds that you love as well so just try to incorporate some of those sounds into that future house stuff as well and for that you really need to like um, know what kind of stuff you like and you know yeah. what is it that makes you tick like what kind yeah, of music exactly. and how know, did you
0: how did you find that out
1: um just by experiencing it yeah really because you're
0: doing this how much years 10 uh,
1: professionally for 12 years 12 wow. but i think i've been DJing for and making music for 20 years oh wow so it, it actually took me eight years to kind of uh, create a business out of it.
0: Yeah, cool. I actually see uh, a question coming in, which I think is really interesting, and I've been dying to talk about this. I'm not sure if you've if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, I'll explain it. Uh, Royal Junk asks "What are your thoughts on Colonel Sanders on UMF? <laughs> have you seen it?" Yes, I have. Yeah. Would you like to talk about it?
1: Sure. I mean, what what's your thought on it? It doesn't. I think it's like completely, um, how do you say that in English, like the blog mislaan, you know? Uh, (laughs) It doesn't make sense. It's missing the target, (laughs) like it's it's like a a corporate business trying to convince ravers. I'm,
0: um, I'm not sure. The thing is, the first problem is we're talking about it, which is advertising. So that's what they wanted to. So yeah. I they they probably, yeah, probably reached their goal. But <coughs> the problem is, well, a lot of
1: people talk about it. So
0: yeah, but the problem is, is a festival stage the right place to do that?
1: I think you know, as a rave culture, people like to maybe sometimes escape from all yeah. that stuff. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, uh, at a at a rave, you can just be yourself, be be mm-hmm. free, and you don't have to. You're not being bombarded by like all these ads all the time. Yeah, and then <laughs> now you are. So I I think it kind of goes in against rave culture. Yeah, really. so, I, I but a lot of people talk about it, so I guess they already reached their goal. But
0: the problem, yeah. the thing is, I was watching the live stream, and uh, so it hit you by surprise. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. At, at first. The guy was interviewing s- two girls on Ultra, and uh, he said, like, uh, his question was, th- the girls could win something, and his question was, who's the oldest DJ playing Ultra? And then the answer was Colonel Sanders, <laughs> and I was like, who the fuck is, uh, yeah. who's that? You know, like, because I think Al Cox was playing. I'm not sure, but I thought, who's the, who's that guy? If I've never heard of him, like, how, sh- how does she know him? Yeah and then like an hour later or two hours later I was watching the stream and this guy came up and a friend of mine said like that looks like the KFC logo <laughs> and then the visuals was like finger licking good it was like fuck yeah so, what's this I was blown away I was really I thought like wow this this is a new low <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I'm curious to see where things go from here but yeah interesting topic that's the thing yeah where does it where does it start? this is I think this is just the beginning now that one one festival started doing it I think more will follow yeah so it's
1: it's just like YouTube now you you have to watch an ad before you see your favorite DJ yeah yeah. that sounds horrible to be honest you
0: can't escape like even live you have to see ad. that's terrible yeah Yeah. cool Uh, next one how do you motivate yourself it's a good one um
1: <coughs> that's actually just really easy because I just love music so much.
0: Mm-hmm. but um, do you never feel like not making music? um
1: yeah, of course, but then I'm probably listening to music, <laughs> okay uh, yeah. you're not always inspired, but you can also um work on being inspired as well and mm-hmm. uh, just by listening to other music and maybe watch a movie or something or. Yeah, you can be inspired by conversations that you have with your friends and mm-hmm. stuff or by going out for a night um, Yeah, I mean what for works? example this weekend I was I was hanging out with some friends and we were just talking about music and the next day I just wanted to go into the studio and make music because mm. I had all these ideas and they gave me their yeah. their input and you know, it's just uh
0: and what um, like do you have a balance in there? Because sometimes I get the question from starting producers uh, saying like, I feel like I have to make music every day to become a big DJ.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but do you take days off every now and then?
1: Um, not really. No,
0: mm-hmm. always working. No,
1: um, pretty much, but wow. Um, it's usually pretty random. Mhm so when i I feel like oversaturated and i I don't feel inspired anymore, yeah, that's when I usually take one day and say, like, "Okay, today I'm just gonna chill, yeah, and just not think about music for uh for a while
0: I think that's that's the best thing to do, just listen to, to yourself, like yeah, I always say if you if you spot yourself just refreshing Facebook over and over again, that's probably the time to leave, you know like, yeah. At least that's what I always noticed (laughs) when I I trick myself into going online and clicking and clicking and getting lost on the internet. That means I wasn't capable of making music that day. So I just...
1: You need to step away.
0: Yeah. Just take a day off and when the sun shines, just go outside, do something else, but reset your brain from uh, what you were doing at that time.
1: I don't think we get a lot of sunshine. No. Well, I I do nowadays.
0: I, there's there's one win already. I have I have a ru- I have a a window. Now. Yeah, you have a window. That's yeah. great. Like my old studio was completely built in darkness all dark. day long. Yeah.
1: It it does give you that club vibe, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> but right here, I can dim the lights and I can lower down the lights so it's still a dark place to to make music if you want to. Yeah. I actually never made music, so. Never. I think I've made music. Uh, three times now okay in seven months eight months nine months yeah did you enjoy it yeah at that moment I did yeah but sometimes it's like you said sometimes that feeling grabs you that inspires you and feel like hey I'm I feel like making music again yeah. um, and now that I have the opportunity again of the studio it's easier for me to actually do it but that feeling just doesn't come that much anymore, like 10 years ago it was every single day.
1: I have it a lot when I listen to old music now, so yeah. like club tracks from 10 years ago, mm-hmm. um, when I listen to them now, I, I really think like, man this is so good, I want to yeah. make like a 2019 version of this track, Yeah, and just um, use that as a as an inspiration, but try to do it in a more modern yeah. modern way. Take
0: it to these days yeah, like with the new opportunities and the new samples and stuff.
1: Because a lot of people haven't heard those tracks yet.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite old track? Like your, your old timer? Oh
1: man, you're kind of putting me <laughs> on the spot
0: right now. I'll uh, tell you mine. Mine is uh, Man With The Red Face. Oh. I love that one. The Mark Knight version and Funk Agenda. Because there's a million versions of it.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, it's the original is uh, Laurent Garnier, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, okay, let me think about it for a little bit and I'll get back to you yeah, on that sure, one.
0: Yeah, sure, sure, we'll pause that. <laughs> uh, tribal Head, Bart, do you have any career that supports before getting into the music career? Do you work? I mean, do you have a job? Okay, so the question is, do you do something else aside from the music? Um, no, I've been <laughs>
1: very lucky that I kind of was able to, um, to start making a living. Um, well, I did have, cause, uh, so I was in university, so yeah. I did have like jobs on the side. Um, like
0: newspapers or?
1: I, uh, no, I was <laughs> working in an office somewhere. Okay, yeah. And um, so I was doing that on the side, but uh, actually, my last year of university, I was already playing so many shows that I was able to to make a business out of it. Okay. And um, Mm. so I I I never had a full time job before I started doing doing music. Mm. I think that's what the question was. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and right now.
1: Yeah, no, I've been lucky to uh, to um, uh, yeah make this uh, a profession for uh, yeah for so many years already. It's
0: also different times, like we spoke about it earlier. At that time. Not everyone was a DJ no. uh, or music producer. Like being a mu- music producer back then was way harder. Um, and Technically, th- yeah. Yeah, like you had to get the right equipment and stuff. It was more expensive. Right now it's all software and easy to get. It's free or illegally downloadable or whatever you want to do with it. It's just more uh, accessible. Yeah. And. Um, I think right now there's just more people who do the profession so it's harder to get the slot on the stage
1: yeah plus there weren't as many youtube tutorials and stuff yeah but that's also a disadvantage now because a lot of people watch that and they all kind of sound the same because they're using they're using the same sounds and they're also using the same techniques
0: yeah same tips and tricks true yeah So it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Exactly. Like I was talking to someone else. Like, would it help me if I would have had those tutorials when I started? I just had my nephew who I I could call and say, like, "Hey, I'm struggling with this. Could you come over?" Yeah, (laughs) and then he ran over and was like, "Oh, you have to do this. Cool." (laughs) Yeah. And then I could continue. It just took me three hours longer than normal, Uh, but yeah, it worked. But I'm
1: actually not sure. I think... It's an interesting paradox because, you know, it could have helped you, but it also maybe didn't give you your own sound.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think if... if I think I learned from... I learned making music by the struggle. By yeah, pushing by
1: yourself. Trial and error. Yeah. Trying things and... Yeah. Hopefully get something. Yeah. But get some s- cool sounds.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, you still learn cricket now if you... If you want to know something, you just Google it and yeah. two minutes later, you're good to go. Yeah. So it's a good thing as well. Uh, this is a que- an interesting one from Jack Dahl. Uh, what was your way into getting your first release on a relatively big label? Was it contacts, networking that helped you? Um, first, let's do the first question first. Like, How did you get your way into the first label? Well, my first release
1: was on uh, Tool Room, yeah. uh, Mark Knight's uh, label and I just found his email address somewhere. I, I don't know how I got it. <laughs> email was uh,
0: still old school at that moment. Yeah. yeah. Nobody was emailing. <laughs> no,
1: but um, yeah, I just sent him the tracks and he uh, he signed them. Mm-hmm. But before that, I sent my stuff to so many DJs and no one really replied.
0: Yeah, so much no's. Yeah. yeah. Like A it. lot of
1: rejection. That's also that something I really have to um, yeah. deal with as an as an artist. But um, so you
0: just send him an email. Yeah. Okay. And what what happened then?
1: Well, he replied that he really liked the tracks and he wanted uh, to release an EP off of his label. Mm. And um, so I was just really, um, yeah, spamming artists uh, DJs uh, sending them my tracks and then I finally got a break
0: yeah yeah that's
1: I think that's still how it, how it kind of works
0: right depends like sending emails kind of it only works if you already have your foot between the door like um, for you or for me it could be easier because the network's already there you might have already met the person or spoke to him like yeah. like we did you know like we never met but we already knew who we were so if I would send you an email, you would check it. Yeah. But if someone else who you've never met and you never talked to would send you a demo, yeah, chances are pretty big that labels will not even check it anymore right now.
1: Plus, there I think a lot of DJs and artists these days they have people looking over their de- demos. Yeah. Like so it's it's a different game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it that- must be more difficult to get catch a break now yeah because there's mu- more
0: music at that time when you send in your music there were like 100 demos a week maybe yeah if, maybe not even that i'm not sure but nowadays it's like boom yeah. to the roof it's like a thousand a month or something it's crazy
1: yeah so i feel for you guys <laughs> who are trying to uh catch a break yeah really
0: yeah it, but it's at the same time again it's it's different because it's more it's more challenging as well and you have different opportunities like Instagram now which we didn't have. No. Like we couldn't reach out to the whole world by one click of a button. So no. everything has its pros and its cons I think. Definitely. Um, do you mix and master your song yourself? Uh, yes. Well actually
1: um, the um, the last couple tracks I did I had mastered. Mhm. Because I, I realized I was spending so much time on the, um, the final process. It was like the 80% of the song I had in a couple hours. And then the other 20%, it took me like two weeks yeah. to finish. And, but I do like to have control over the mix. Mm-hmm. Because I, I want to make sure that it sounds a certain way. But and then I just thought like, okay, well if I want to make sure that it really sounds amazing, the end product, then why don't I just have someone master it yeah. that I know is really good. And then you have a second opinion mm. and I trust him. So I um, I know that it's gonna he's not gonna give me a shitty yeah. <laughs> a shitty master. So yeah. <laughs> um that saved me a lot of time actually.
0: Yeah, I can but imagine.
1: I, I pretty much always mastered my own stuff as well. Because i just wanted to have control over the final product yeah. but I, I'm, I'm slowly stepping away from that and, and mastering is not you know you can do like the final touches mm-hmm. on it the final brushing yeah pretty much but it, it's not gonna change the whole sound of your mm. track the way you made it so
0: i think that's an interesting decision because to me the same like i think there's two different kind of music producers like the technical and the more creative guy people yeah i was a more technical guy as in i was more about the mix than i was about the melodies yeah um and me too yeah and i think you should focus on the thing that you're good at because if it takes you so much time to do something which in the end maybe not even isn't even the best because someone else might do it way better yeah for in for like a small fee or whatever that might be a better investment in my opinion yeah but i do agree with The mixing and the creative part should be yourself because that's your stamp, like that's your your own your own sound. So,
1: but there there are also (coughs) producers that have their engineers, their own engineers, and they are not really behind the the computer making doing all the all the stuff, but they they're producers in a sense that uh, they make sure that the the final product comes out of their brain yeah but they're not hands-on doing all the tweaking and stuff yeah and it's also some people are weird about that but you know a, a movie producer also doesn't <laughs> does the, the camera work no. you know
0: everyone has his own specific task
1: yeah so if you're not a, you know if you're not a technically good engineer you can also try to find someone who is and have you, you ever know, seen
0: beyonce mixing her album <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not gonna happen, you know. I, w- I would like to see that. Yeah, I would like to see that too, but I don't think that's gonna happen. No,
1: <laughs> it's yeah. J- Jay Z who mixes. Yeah, there. probably yeah. someone in, in her, in her <laughs> inner circle
0: is doing it. Let's just see what another question is. Um, your favorite place in Utrecht? Uh,
1: my favorite place as in what as in as uh, in a club
0: i don't know favorite place in utrecht
1: i love um name a
0: few like what's your favorite coffee bar do you like coffee
1: uh, i'm not a big coffee drinker okay. what do you like to drink um i'm pretty i just drink water favorite or tea water really. bar. <laughs> maybe i'm i'm i was british in a past life or something i i like to drink tea favorite tea bar um oh god <laughs> You know, I'm always in the studio, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not out, out that much.
0: So. Well, then that's your favorite T-bar, right? The studio.
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> and is
0: there, like, a place, uh, do you go out often? Um,
1: well, the, um, <coughs> there's uh, a club called uh, Tivoli in Utrecht, mm. and they usually book, like, um, some of my friends there, Um. Also, like international DJs, and they have they have really good um, um, uh, agenda, like a Mm. program. Uh, So I usually end up there when there's friends DJing or yeah.
0: It's like a pop center, right? Or is the club? Yeah,
1: it's like a venue, like a a club. They have many many rooms. Hmm. It's a really cool place.
0: Cool. Yeah. if he was always able to make a living out of music production we kind of touched it like touched that subject but not if you were always able to do it right like, um well, well yeah we yeah. did you mentioned that you had some side jobs in the beginning yeah, yeah true <laughs> What what's uh, your favorite preset my favorite
1: preset <laughs> <coughs> yeah. um. Depends uh, which, uh, <laughs> which is synth, right? Uh, yeah, what's
0: your favorite synth? Let's start with that.
1: No, but even when I use, like, uh, presets, mm-hmm. so the ones that are already made by someone else, then I end up tweaking them because I'm, I just can't use something that's, yeah you know... Uh, you just already- don't
0: like presets.
1: No, because then <coughs> you just sound like everyone else. So, yeah, always try to give it your own twist. But... You know, for others maybe that works. I mm. don't know. So yeah, I we'll think one of the the one of the least exp- uh, inspiring things is to go through presets. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the least. Exp- so you already have a melody or a bass line or whatever, yeah. and then you're just skipping through presets. Yeah. I think <laughs> that's so like, that's so yeah. killing your inspiration true. and your creativity.
0: Yeah, it's true totally true so you f- you don't you don't really have a favorite preset then it's like what's your favorite synth to work with like um, a lot of your go-to synth a lot of stuff
1: I made with the, the oddity the g-force oddity mm. which I don't think is that well known no um, th- but I just think that's such a cool cool synth mm. I also have the, the hardware uh, synth the um, ARP Odyssey mm-hmm but I, 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 I always uh, grab the, <laughs> the digital one yeah. because I'm too lazy to hook up. <laughs> exactly. I'd better be lazy than tired, right? Yeah, <laughs> so but I, I really like that one. And that's also the one I made uh, Brap with, hmm. but then I layered it with some of the, the hardware synth.
0: Yeah. So, what I like about your tracks is that it sounds so minimalistic, but so full at the same time. So every element you use, like maybe there's only six to seven elements in your track or something maybe even less sometimes just the baseline and the kick but still the full uh frequency spectrum is filled like it it sounds Mm. fat uh thank you yeah that's what i like in a track and i think that kind of represents your sound as well to me that's part b more
1: (laughs) yeah it's it's also tricky because um sometimes the music sounds really simple Mm -hmm. um but it can also sound too simple almost. Yeah. It's always uh, a very thin line between I always like to think that you have to make it sound simple, but it's not actually simple. Yeah.
0: I have this saying too, but I think it's a marketing term. I'm not sure. KISS, have you heard of it? Keep it simple, stupid? Okay. That's what I like to use. Like yeah. everything you do, keep it simple, stupid so everyone can understand what you're actually doing. Yeah. The more the more complicated you make well the more complicated you make it the less understandable it becomes to the audience yeah
1: but sometimes you hear a song and you think like oh this sounds this is such a cool song but it sounds so simple mm-hmm. like i can make this but then you really start to analyze the song yeah and you hear all these different dimensions and layers in the track yeah. and you're like oh okay it's not <laughs> actually that simple it's not that simple so the trick is to make it sound simple but yeah it's not actually yeah, that that's simple. a good tip good tip um,
0: okay, I'll just grab a drink first. Would you like to drink? Something sure, I'll have Water. Something water. I'll have to refill this. Perfect, thank you. Uh, you can tell a bit more about this one we already questioned, answered. How did you get your shows around the world? That? all right when that when did that start? um god
1: <laughs> way 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 back um probably around 2009 No, i was playing 2007 already
0: mm-hmm.
1: i think two ta- yeah 2007 was when i um really started to go to the uk a lot
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the reason for that was that i got a lot of support from p Tong on bbc radio one yeah and, um,
0: that was really big at that moment
1: yeah i think in those days that's 12 years ago that's really the start of my career yeah and um, everyone was still listening to um to radio a lot yeah i don't know how it is these days i think people are more on spotify than yeah. uh, than they listen to the radio
0: i think it depends like the 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 age of your audience od- <coughs> of your audience yeah um, i think young people are, are not listening to radio that much anymore, maybe at work or whatever, but it's
1: probably, um, um it's pro- probably pretty close. I mm-hmm. mean, I think a lot of people still listen to the radio as well. But yeah, Pitong, um, he made two of my tracks his essential new tune in his radio show, and that was like a, a really big thing, yeah. Um, so that launched me into the UK. And I was pretty much playing there every weekend. Mm. So uh,
0: I think you were one of the first DJs who actually started playing abroad that much.
1: Yeah, it was it was really funny because yeah, I was playing in Holland a lot with guys like um, Hardwell, Laidback yeah. Luke, and um, the. I was already going to to the UK a lot, and they were. They, they were really like oh that's that's really cool that you get to yeah. play there and uh, um, I, you know I want to p- I want to go international as well mm-hmm. and well yeah they uh, they did and worked out
0: how did did you see that uh, that industry changing as in right now if you're getting booked in a different country things are well arranged your flights arranged, your hotel's arranged, the, the pickups are arranged, maybe even the dinners as well. Um, how was that at... <coughs> <coughs> <laughs> sorry for my cough; oh, it's really okay. annoying. Um, but how was it at back at that time? Like, was it all already at that level or how did that work? Yeah.
1: Same, it, same thing. Yeah, it, it, it was already at a quite professional mm-hmm. level. So we never really had to worry about all that stuff.
0: Cool. Hm. It yeah. hasn't
1: changed that that much, really. Just the size of everything, Yeah. everything's bigger. Maybe the
0: distance as well, because now it's Asia, States. Yeah. It's, it's more far away. Like, Europe yeah. is like a maximum of 4 hour flight, right yeah, now. Yeah, but around
1: 2009, 2010, I was already, you know, playing in Australia and, mm. and America so it hasn't changed that much it really. changed that much
0: yeah um how does he feel about Martin, martin Garrix, team Garrix and stamped records
1: uh i'm i'm really happy to be a part of stamped records mm-hmm. it's it's really a cool a really cool team and martijn is is really a cool guy Um it's really cool because i and um, since i've been part of stamped i got to know him a little bit and he's just the way you see him uh, on instagram and stuff and mm-hmm. just like his presence that's really how he is like he's just such an enf- enthusiastic uh, passionate guy mm-hmm. he just loves music and you know whenever i'm in the studio at the stamp studios and he's around he he comes in and listens to my music, and he wants to play me his new music mm. and stuff. And even though I don't really make the same kind of music as him, he still wants my opinion, and he yeah. he's still curious what I think about his music. So he's just he just loves music, yeah. and that's I think cool. that's that's really cool. Uh,
0: I think uh, like we already talked about it before as well, but staying. Being yourself as an artist, and this is one of the best examples in, in that case, is key to success. Yeah. As in um, your marketing, your branding, but also if you actually meet him, he doesn't disappoint, you know, like yeah. what that <laughs> you're a completely different guy, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, I've had that as well, where you really? kinda get yeah, to yeah. meet your heroes and they they're they're like dicks or something. Yeah, you know? Like what? Uh, that's such a disappointment. How
0: does that happen? <laughs>
1: But um, no, I'm. Uh, Mortijn is really cool. And um, yeah, the whole, the whole stamped uh, records team is really great. It's really cool, positive vibe um, around them.
0: Cool. Can imagine. Um, a lot of people want to know where you get your inspiration from. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why, but I see a pattern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and here's a question how you feel about political things, but let's just keep it oh aside. <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, Too deep. let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Too deep. Okay, happiest moments, what makes him happy? What makes me me happy? Well,
1: um, when music works out, that makes me really happy. When what do you I get mean to,
0: when you say it works out?
1: When I get to create something that I really, I really love and hmm. It it makes me even happier when I, um, when I see that uh, um, when I see people enjoying it, you mm-hmm. know, when I see people dance to it, and, yeah. uh that that really gives me a lot of joy. But also, just like every day, really normal stuff like um, friends and family, and that's what what I think is really important. Yeah, it's not all just about success and uh, you know, uh, making money and. <laughs> The really, the thing that, the things that make me happy are not really things. You know, it's just
0: yeah, it's not the physical, th- the physical things that you can yeah grab. It's yeah, it's so cliche, but I get no, what you're saying. No, it's say. absolutely
1: yeah. true. Because when I was touring a lot, you know, I had all these things. I had the success and I was doing really well, but then sometimes you th- you can't really share that with your yeah. friends or family. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to have a good balance mm-hmm. with that. So make sure if you're um, if you're touring a lot, also um, make sure that you you make a lot of time for your friends and family. You know, people you care about.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Do you ha Did you have a tour manager?
1: Uh, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a he's a good friend of mine. So. Um, that was it was really nice to have a friend with me on tour
0: i can imagine yeah yeah but i always also tricky (laughs) yeah Yeah, because you're constantly on each other's lip you know like Mm. every day even at the times where you don't want to talk to people because you're tired and hungover and you just don't feel like being a nice guy or whatever yeah you still have to communicate with someone sometimes even under pretty stressful moments yeah which might not be the right moments to have a talk with your friend.
1: I know the lack of sleep really uh,
0: yeah that kills you
1: yeah does a number on you definitely
0: yeah. I've had those moments as well like now looking back at a few moments, I was like damn I was I was a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah really yeah, yeah. At, at a few moments like most of the time it was normal but um, at those moments like when stress was there or I was hungover or whatever happens yeah. I could be a really terrible guy. yeah it's too. not
1: your you're not being your best self at, no uh, and in those kind of moments no. yeah that's true uh, we also <coughs> like laughed about that a lot yeah you know just uh, having Is he
0: sti- he's still your friend now yeah for sure oh, so it wasn't that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah no he made it through yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah um, say hi to Nick Gurr. he's your biggest fan Right. hey Nick <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Uh, if I do, I have some other questions. I think we already spoke about a lot of things that I wanted to cover. All right. What can we expect? Just one thing. Uh, the uh, cliche question from an interview. What can we expect from you in the, in the upcoming months? Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be releasing uh, a lot more
1: stuff with with stamped. Mm-hmm. So the next one is actually coming out um, next week, April Mm fifth. It's called. uh, Oh, it's this (laughs) week. (laughs) It's Friday. Oh God!
0: (laughs) My marketing plan. It's (laughs) April first. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that one's coming out on Friday. It's Mm -hmm. called uh, Rave Lab. Okay. And um, yeah, I already have the next ones lined up. So. How often do you release? Um, So far, I've released almost every month this year
0: is that your goal or that you don't work with goals or
1: um but i released a lot less last year mm-hmm. because i also was uh less inspired i guess mm-hmm. but now i just i feel really inspired so i just want to try and release as much as possible yeah, also to have like you know keep it going and um and yeah. Um, yeah you need to stay in the spotlights really because people mm-hmm. forget about you really fast <laughs> <So> <laughs> <laughs> really fast it's good to have a, a constant output
0: yeah yeah it's true like once a month i i would say it's the minimum right now
1: oh really so i yeah. can actually step it up a little yeah bit.
0: i would do more like if you can do four a month i would go for four a month
1: hmm so you're not afraid it's gonna no
0: like the the, the spotify algorithms will keep your music alive yeah, it, I actually it, received an email today my, I haven't released a song A year and a half ago Was my last release And the time before that Took me two years Before I even Released anything So let's say Four years ago Was, was like my last main release Where I actually got attention Okay <laughs> uh, And I still got uh, An email from Spotify today Saying I, got, I still got 15,000 people Listening to my music Every month
1: that's amazing
0: without doing anything yeah so music just keeps um, recycling keeps re- yeah but spotify keeps recycling your music with discover weekly with release radar if someone listens to your new song like to the super zoom song spotify might notice <coughs> like hey he likes this guy i'll show him another track yeah in his discover weekly or whatever yeah and I think that's that's the whole reason why i would say go all in like if you can do eight a month do eight a month yeah um
1: you do see a pattern with djs where they um they're just in the beginning they're releasing a lot of music and then once they get bigger and bigger they start releasing less and less yeah because they're maybe too concerned about you know the quality, or
0: I think that all has to do with overthinking. Overthinking, yeah. Like, is the quality good enough? What's what are the other people going to think about it? I've had that as well. Yeah, and I'm I've I've been there as well, and I think well you can you can actually confirm it. I think that that's the biggest pitfall at that moment because at that moment you should think about how what the reason was how you actually got there. Yeah. Because somehow you did something good because that's how you ended up being successful in it yeah and then changing the pattern might not be the the best decision at that moment um, it's tricky because yeah
1: you know obviously the the sound that you gained success with also gave you that success mm-hmm. so you want to kind of hang on to that but also the the music is constantly changing so you need to also innovate
0: a little bit yeah. and so it's a very difficult
1: Uh, area really to maneuver
0: I think it's 100% a war with yourself yeah 100% for sure because no one's stopping you from doing anything no one's telling you to not do something or whatever you are just making you're just telling yourself to do something or not do something
1: but you do get a lot of comments and feedback on your music yeah but you
0: allow it to impact yourself yeah that's true right now if you I'm not sure how it is with you like if you see negative Comment right now. Do you, do you, live that? Like, do you? Uh, how do you say that? No. Do you? Do you care about that? Or
1: not anymore. No.
0: No, not anymore. Exactly. So you did, but not, not yeah. anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, you have to learn how to. Yeah. Not take it personally. Exactly. And uh, that's also a process, I guess.
0: It's definitely a process. But I think that that's where the big success comes in. As soon as you start to recognize those things start mastering it yourself yeah perfect balance
1: uh, absolutely it's a mind game really
0: it's a mind game <laughs> yeah it's really interesting we, yeah, we've yeah we had a talk about this as well but <laughs> to me it's really interesting to see how especially if you like you mentioned the bigger artists it's so interesting to see what kind of decisions those guys make based on what <laughs> yeah I mean there,
1: there is always a pattern though where you yeah. You see artists, you know, they get bigger and then all of a sudden they, they stare away from their sound mm-hmm. that they were they um they were, which gave them all their popularity. And then the the fans are always like, "Oh, we want the old the old sound." But artists always feel the need to explore different stuff and yeah. to experiment. And I always I, you know, I find it quite a shame as well when you have your favorite artist and he starts doing something yeah. completely different but I get it from an artist point of view but as a as a a music lover yeah I just would want to have more of that yeah. awesome stuff that he's making so it's it's very tricky uh, it
0: is but that artist that you're a fan of evolves as an artist like he, yeah. he he gets better in music production
1: and as a person
0: and yeah. as a person yeah. like you maybe you you just lost your dad or maybe you just lost your girlfriend that does something to you yeah of course. and since music is coming out of you it, it changes yeah everything you experience in life changes you as a person and as an artist every everything that changes around you infects your music um so that's why i think that it's not a weird thing at all that people go like this in their career no. Because you, you evolve. You go <coughs> like that in life as well. So. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. Life isn't a straight line, you know? It, no. because it's the same as an artist's career. It's not a straight line. It would be great if it was. <laughs> <laughs> really great.
1: <laughs> but maybe then it would be really boring as well. Probably. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think because if you have to do, let's say you were still making the same thing as you were doing 10 years ago. Wouldn't, yeah. it, wouldn't be challenging at all. No. Same yeah. samples, same plugins. Exactly. It's not, not challenging at all.
1: No of course you want to create something that's um uh, you know that's that that's new and that's fresh to people and uh i've I've always ha- had this in really high um you know it was high important mm-hmm. importance in my music that I try to um keep it fresh you know yeah. and keep it evolving uh, yeah but i I just get a, a big kick out of um doing different stuff than other people yeah And maybe that's just me, but um, I would find it really boring to make a song that's already out there, you know? Yeah. To just replicate a song, but... um,
0: But I think that that's where the power is, like being different from the rest. Because being the rest means you're taking the straight line. Yeah, but
1: maybe I go into another extreme where it just (laughs) needs to sound really weird i just like weird music yeah. really
0: well every pro has his con right yeah like, yeah that's that's just the truth <laughs> like you have to balance all those things out it's okay to take a step from a different genre like doing something differently than the rest yeah but you should also consider the business side of it like how far can i take it until bookers stop booking yeah.
1: me <laughs> i know right? and, it's, and that's also mind game because i sometimes I I make a song and then it's inspired on something mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god everyone's going to hear that I took this song as as the inspiration for my track and then mm-hmm. you play it to people and they're like what are you talking about it doesn't yeah. sound like that at all <laughs> but it's, so all it's in your head yeah because
0: yeah. you know it's inspired on a certain song yeah and I actually had it last week as well with someone sending me a track they're so like hey I built a new track it's inspired on this song would you please check if it sounds anyway like it, yeah, and I was listening to it like listening to it again. <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, I really I had no idea, but yeah. it, that's funny because, like you said, it all happens in your head, yeah, you're the one who's making yourself crazy with those assumptions definitely, and that's really interesting to keep track on, like when is something the truth and when is when is it made up by yourself
1: that's that's when you can ask other people you know as a reference yeah. ask Depends, them, but uh, be,
0: because sometimes you could get the wrong feedback as well if you ask people around you like let's say uh, your family or your friends that feedback might be colored is that the right word like uh, it's, it's it's not 100% real Yeah, because they try to protect you and not hurt your feelings so they wouldn't give you the, the 100% real reaction uh, but I think you should find someone in your life that you know gives you the real deal
1: yeah someone that you you value their opinion and you respect their their musical knowledge (coughs) and uh
0: yeah yeah i think so too because to me that's the most valuable feedback like getting back from someone yeah i like the track
1: yeah but it can also really help to just um play it to someone who who's not into music at all just to see if it works different perspective and yeah. and and to see if it sounds like um, something that you inspired it on
0: yeah but that's true yeah probably but,
1: uh, but that's not probably not good for the in-depth uh, in depth uh, yeah feedback but yeah. I
0: think like checking if it works isn't the right isn't the right strategy because that's just one man's opinion yeah like the person you're you're checking it with might say I think it's horrible yeah. And it might be a worldwide hit. Yeah. So you you could always check it, of course, but I wouldn't rely your 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 um, your decision to release it, yes or no, on one or two persons. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, it's funny because um, I played my new track to my friends this weekend. Which one? The
0: ones coming out this week. Uh,
1: yeah, uh-huh. that one. And um, I actually played it to them before, and they said like, uh, "This is so weird." what is this shit you know (laughs) what is this this? and um, it's already getting played by all these all these big djs and stuff so and and just because they think it's weird doesn't mean that other people think it is too exactly and um, yeah it's it's tricky but i think the best way is to go with someone who you trust and you know you value their opinion a lot
0: yeah and do you think it's in um, it's a smart tactic from for an artist to start spending time developing their selves <coughs> like uh, internally like um, um, you know, like that mind game we've been talking about do you yeah, think yeah for sure yeah
1: yeah would you recommend if, if you, you don't then it will kick your ass <laughs> uh, karma's w- a bitch <laughs> yeah. no but once you start touring and start and start getting success then you know it will catch up with you yeah And if you already know what you want in life and and if you know yourself it makes it so much easier yeah because you you don't get distracted by all everything that's uh, around you
0: all the noise around you yeah true
1: Um, but that's it that's just advice for any anyone in general yeah if you're making music, if you know yourself then life gets easier are we getting really a Okay. Are you sure about it was water? <laughs> <or> <laughs> <laughs> um, sh-
0: shall I grab you some extra water? Uh, I'm okay. Okay. That's good. One more question. Do you collab with not known producers as long as the idea is good?
1: Uh, Yeah. Of course. I mean, music is music. Yeah. If it's good, then it doesn't really matter where mm-hmm. it comes from. Um. We were talking about this yeah. earlier, where we were talking about collaborations and if you should only work with people that are higher in profile or or lower. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, it it, it 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 hasn't it has never been important what kind of status someone has. Yeah. Just when uh, when I can vibe with someone and if we connect, then. I like working with them, and doesn't really matter um, yeah I also worked with producers in different genres as well mm. and have always been um, looked at kind of weird you know maybe not the you would normally not place these two artists together mm-hmm. but you know I just think like okay if you can if you if you connect with someone and you can just make something cool, then why think about like if this is credible or not or like yeah. if this is frowned upon you know there are some some djs some artists for example in the underground that don't like to work with commercial names i just don't really get that and vice versa maybe too but uh, you know yeah. everything is just so put put into into boxes you know mm-hmm. you're mainstream you're underground and I've always been in the middle, and I've been like flirting with both sounds yeah. always, and that's where I feel comfortable in. So if if someone presents a really cool idea, and and uh, I really like it, then why not work yeah with that person?
0: I totally agree. Like I've I must admit that I've been in a different mindset about this. Uh, I I have I had a different <coughs> opinion about this like five years ago seven years ago i was also looking at people on top of me instead of underneath me um of above me sorry um but i right now i do believe that it doesn't really matter as long as it brings you a good product like a good new track it's yeah. valuable
1: i think so too but of course I'm, it I'm, helps i'm if talking she- from a personal yeah perspective i don't know if it's the best um like business, business-wise, business-wise,
0: it's better to do it with someone who's bigger, of course, because then you can tap into their audience. Yeah, like, I, I get that, but that's not always the case.
1: Yeah, it's interesting to to uh, think about if you make something with a bigger artist, but it's not that good. Would it, wouldn't it be better if you made something that's really good with an unknown artist? It's
0: yeah. The question there becomes: What's quality? What's good and what's not? Like I think that if a bigger artist releases something; the quality doesn't really matter. Yeah, that's true. It's the brand.
1: That's true.
0: Um, so in that case, I would say yes. The bigger the release, the, the bigger the artist, the better.
1: From business uh, perspective. From business
0: perspective, but creative wise, which is also something you should think about as an artist, um, making something you like is <laughs> important as well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's more satisfying than yeah yeah.
0: You just keep tickling yourself like oh shit look what I made it's great to see or it's it's, it's something new yeah yeah. That should something that should be something you should think about as well. So maybe yeah, find I, a balance in between that should be. I mean, the, I
1: experienced a lot of DJs and artists that um, were so stuck with themselves because they um, they were just doing the same thing over and over again yeah, and. You know, they, they just didn't know who they were anymore with like their sound and mm-hmm. as an artist. So I think I got sidetracked a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I'm, ch- why I'm going here. Yeah. But.
0: If, you're interest, if, you're, if you're interested about that subject, I have a, a nice book for you, which is really small because yeah. I don't like big books. Yeah. Uh, well, I actually don't like reading, but I like audiobooks. Perfect solution for me anyway yeah. sidetrack uh, <laughs> I have a book which is called who stole my cheese do you know that book no it's about uh, two little mice who go out into a maze to look for cheese uh, and suddenly the cheese is gone and I'll, I'll don't I'll not spoil spoil it but it's really interesting because it, it gives you a different mindset on sticking with the thing you've been doing okay um, and that's the thing that a lot of successful artists start doing as soon as they hit success they keep doing what they've been doing. Yeah, and if you keep doing what you've been doing, you will also stay at the point where you've always been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
1: they they, 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 feel they feel like prisoners to their own. Yeah, you're success. a victim of
0: your success. Yeah,
1: and they have to play the same songs over and over again. Yeah, and that's why I feel comfortable, um, just you know, being under the radar a little bit, mm-hmm. because you know I like to make songs that maybe flirt with the commercial side of house music you know but i don't mind not having that really big success because you can still in your sets you you feel free to play whatever you want mm-hmm. and if you have that one big smash hit and or more of those then you always have to play that every time and you know the, drive me slowly insane <laughs> maybe but you know i also understand it like yeah. if people pay tickets to come see you they want to hear your, mu- your music yeah so i do always um play my yeah. own stuff but i also like to leave a lot of room for for new music yeah. and other other stuff
0: yeah it's an interesting point you're touching on i i lately used the uh, the the example of When you go to the concert of your favorite artist, like let's say Metallica is your favorite artist, you want them to play their top hits. You will be disappointed if they don't. Of course, yeah. And that's how people in the audience at your gig experience it the same way. Like they know you because of a certain song or all the songs, I don't know, but they expect you to play it.
1: It's also an old-fashioned way of me to look at it. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started DJing, the DJ was still, like, that guy in the corner. <laughs> yeah, like with in no the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With no lights on him. Yeah. And just, like, playing cool music. And that has changed so much.
0: hmm um, You're a rock star right now.
1: Well, yeah, the, the, high, the, um, the biggest DJs, they're pop stars.
0: Yeah. Definitely.
1: But that doesn't mean that there's still a scene where you can... Um, you know, play um, weird and undisco- undiscovered yeah. music.
0: True, definitely.
1: And, you know, I think it would be cool if more, um, like, the, the top DJs would experiment more in mm-hmm. their in their sets. But a lot of them are too scared, you know?
0: Yeah, and that's where the overthinking comes in. Like, what would the people think if I do it, or blah, blah, blah. And you end up doing nothing, so you keep doing what you've always been doing, and you suddenly slowly die. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. a lot of DJs go for the sure shots, right? They they know that they work, Yeah. so I get it, I do get it. Hmm. It's maybe not not
0: for me. Everyone has their own decisions to make, right? Exactly. Cool. Uh, Guys, we're gonna... Oh, notification. We're gonna round this thing up. Uh, thanks for watching thanks for participating thanks for sending your questions in the chat room but also on my Instagram page follow this guy His, uh, new releases coming up this week I forgot the this name. week yeah. laser laser uh,
1: rave lab rave lab
0: wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it lab. sounds
1: exactly like you like li- would, Im- yeah. would imagine
0: okay I kind of imagine that that's that big sin like no.
1: <laughs> no. Okay, Cool. Something <laughs> else.
0: Yeah, it's kind
1: of. It, I'm really happy with this record a mm-hmm. lot. Um, it sounds really weird, and that's what I like about it. And it really goes off when when I played it. So. Cool.
0: And it's beyond stamped, right? Yeah, on stamped. Stamp dragons. Cool. Guys, thanks for watching. Bart, thank you. Thank for, you, guys. Uh, being here. Thanks and, for having uh, me. For answering all these questions. I hope everyone uh, got their value out of it. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Bye.